Introduction to Mindfulness. Journalist Alana Goldberg speaks with Miles Kessler, an American teacher of meditation, Aikido, and integral practice. What is mindfulness? What is mindfulness? Well, look, there's there's many ways to look at uh, what mindfulness is. And, and first, just kind of in common language, you know, anytime you hear the word uh, paying attention mm-hmm. or awareness or presence, sometimes being, mm-hmm. these are all kind of generally around the same meaning of mindfulness. Uh, traditionally, mindfulness has a very specific meaning. And, um, and the specific meaning from the traditions, especially from the Buddhist tradition, um, is not exactly the same as as uh, consciousness and awareness and presence and being. So that just make a little distinction there. Okay. So I'm going to give a little bit more from, I'll give kind of in common language, the definition of mindfulness, but more from the traditional kind of Buddhist psychology uh, aspect, Okay. but without any Buddhist jargon, hopefully. Great. So mindfulness is, is uh, traditionally defined in, in three ways. Um, uh, first, the, the characteristic of mindfulness is that it's non-superficial. Okay. Explain that more. Right. So if you take, a, if you take the, tr- you know, the, the traditional uh, uh, metaphor they use, is if you take a cork out of a bottle mm-hmm. or an empty, um, anyway, something that floats, a ball that has air in it, and you throw it onto the surface of the water, it hits mm-hmm. the surface and... It sits there. It sits there. It might bob okay. up and down, but it doesn't go. It doesn't go below the surface because it's made to to uh, bounce, and uh, that's kind of a comparison of our ordinary daily awareness. That okay. especially in, in in these days when we're kind of very busy and maybe we're multitasking and we got a lot of things going on, our awareness will kind of touch on one thing and then on the next thing and then on the next thing without really going too deep into it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're in social media and daily life and walking through Tel Aviv where there's so much stimulation coming at you in the in the ears and in the eyes and in the noses and everything's going on, it tends to be on the surface. And us as human beings, we also tend to kind of meet people socially. Mm-hmm. And in our social interactions, those also tend to be a more or less surface. Only when we meet with a close friend do we kind of drop into something deeper. So um, that would be the ordinary awareness. Mindfulness is, is unlike the cork that bobs up and down on the water. It's more like a stone when you throw it onto the water. The moment it hits the surface, it... It sinks. It sinks. Okay. So basically mindfulness, the basic quality of mindfulness is that it sinks. Okay. So this is mindful awareness you're talking about, it's, right? Yeah, it's, okay. So it's awareness. It's being attentive mm-hmm. with something in the present moment. Okay. So now the reason it's, it's – so the part of my, my awareness or my mind that is aware is always aware of something. So there's a duality. Mm-hmm. There's okay. a subject and an object. So the subjective sense of who I am is always aware of some object. And if, my, and if I activate mindfulness or my awareness of it – the knowing of that object will sink deeper. Or I'll know it more and more and more, second by second by second. Okay. So it sinks like a stone in water. So just to check, I understand you're telling me that mindfulness is an an awareness which which cuts through the surface of things. Yeah, exactly, and and maybe even cut through is a little bit of an aggressive word because mm. you know sometimes we want to cut through the BS and we want to get to the heart right. of the matter. We want to dive into spirituality and. It's a, the metaphors are okay, but they're a little problematic because mindfulness really 
not actively and not passively, just naturally sinks. Mm. So just activating awareness, not thinking about the past, not getting lost in the future and worrying about the future, but staying in the present moment, you know, with something simple like the breath or with the body or an emotion or a feeling that's coming up, quite naturally our awareness will of that object or of that experience mm-hmm. will quite naturally sink and, and go deeper and deeper. Okay. So you said there were three things. Yeah. So this yeah. is this is the first uh, the first uh, the first uh, aspect of the definitions, and it's it's the characteristic. the The second uh, uh, definition of, of mindfulness is that it stays with. So it stays with the object of observation. It stays with mm-hmm. the experience that you're that you're being aware of. Okay. So uh, you and I we we live here in Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. know, and there's a saying in Tel Aviv among uh, most people that that when you have to go somewhere in Tel Aviv, if it takes mm-hmm. you 20 minutes to get there, you need to leave 30 minutes before. Okay. Because the people that you meet on this, you need 10 minutes to stop and you know right. and meet the people, right? Yeah. So there there's this idea that that. I think you and I even have bumped into each other on the on the right, streets in yeah. Tel Aviv, and you know we we always say hi and we stop. Um, and and the the idea that that mindfulness uh, when it when it meets something it stays with it. Mm. So it's it's like um, imagine watching the breath, or imagine sitting to meditate, for example, and the breath is kind of a uh, a conventional meditation object that many many schools and many many traditions use, and it's a nice one because it's there all the time and mm-hmm. it's something you can pay attention to quite easily. Um, and it moves. So as you breathe in, there's an expansion in the belly or in the chest. And as mm-hmm. you breathe out, there's a contraction. And you breathe in again, there's an expansion. You breathe out, there's a contraction. Sometimes it's a long expansion. Sometimes it's a short one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's moving fast. Sometimes it's moving slow. But mindfulness will stay with the process of of breathing in mm-hmm. and stay with the process of bringing out, breathing out moment by moment by moment. It stays with so it's like you and I meet on the street. If we have the extra time, we'll stop and we'll meet each other. And in that moment that we're meeting, we actually stay with each other. We mm-hmm. stay there. You know, I don't kind of pay attention to you halfway, but I stay with that meeting. So in a way, if I can stay with my breath, moment by moment by moment, as it's breathing in, moment by moment by moment as it's breathing out. Maybe there's a pause between the in breath. I can stay with that pause, mm-hmm. and then it moves into the out breath. I can stay with that movement. Then the quality, the first quality that we spoke about, that mindfulness sinks, will begin to 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 sink deeper. And what's sinking is actually your understanding of the experience becomes deeper and deeper and deeper. Okay. You'll know more. Okay. So mindfulness sinks into the object of itself. Observation. Yeah. <laughs> the right, the yeah. object of mindfulness, mm-hmm. and it stays with the object. It stays as it with it as it changes. As, well, first as it's moving, if it's mm-hmm. moving. Even, but even if it's solid, if it's, um, you know, let's say you have a physical pain in the knee or something, mm-hmm. you, you you pay attention to that, you're able to stay with it. Okay. And if you stay with it long enough, you'll see that the, even the pain will begin to change, as you mm-hmm. said. The change is uh, something that, that you start to observe a little bit later okay. as the practice develops. Gotcha. And what's the third? The third one is that, it, is that um, <clears throat> when you observe something with mindfulness, um, you observe it fully. You, mm-hmm. you're, you not only are you staying, not only are you sinking into the experience, and not only are you you um, are staying with the experience, but you're fully experiencing it. So again, if we go back to the to the example I gave before, when we, you know when we meet on the streets, mm-hmm. you know you pass a friend on the street, you can stop and give some attention to your friend, or you can just kind of see them out of one eye and say, hey, how's it going, and then move on to your your day, or whatever task you're doing. But with mindfulness, whatever 
the quality of mindfulness is that when you meet something, you're actually fully with it. Mm -hmm. It's fully meeting. So you and I meet on the street. We stop. We get off our bikes. You know, we say hi to our kids or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. we just meet. Even if it's for two minutes, we say, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? And we're with each other in those moments. Yeah. And um, that's, of course, a human interaction, a Mm -hmm. social kind of a social meeting. But mindfulness is the same thing. Whatever I'm observing in my body or in my feelings or in my emotions or in my mind, I'm able to not only just observe it deeper, not only just stay with it, but fully see it. Not just partially see it, but fully see it. Okay. So it's kind of like the opposite of multitasking. It's It's completely the opposite of multitasking. However, if you're multitasking, which I don't recommend, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later, but... If you're mindful that you're multitasking and if you're staying with the fact that you're Mm. multitasking and if you're fully aware and fully with multitasking, you can be completely mindful. Mm. So in a way, it does kind of take away the multitasking. But let's say you are multitasking um, and you're and you're aware that you're multitasking and then you can be completely mindful of that. Mm. Okay. All right. So this definition of of mindfulness is I suppose it's kind of quite technical what we've gone into here. So. What I want to understand is why is everyone talking about mindfulness? Why is it something that we're seeing all over kind of productivity blogs and on the yeah. internet and in the workplace? What is it, you know, what is mindfulness bringing to, to today? Hmm. Well, if I touch again on, on just, just the tradition, which I won't say much about, but the Buddha said that mindfulness is helpful in all things. Mm-hmm. And um, he was pretty straightforward about that, that mindfulness is helpful. It brings benefit to all things, mm-hmm. which is an, an absolute statement. Uh, and that just simply points to the, the, um, the fact that mindfulness is universal. Mm-hmm. That the moment you're, you know, when we're, let's say we're sleeping at night, and there are sometimes you might have been in, you know, dreaming and you're kind of aware, hey, this is a dream. You know, so there's a little bit of awareness there, but usually we're not aware when we're dreaming. Mm-hmm. But awareness can be in dreams. Okay. But when we go into deep sleep, we, we, there's no mindfulness, there's no awareness. Because it's deep sleep, you know, we're okay. deeply unconscious. But the moment we're conscious, we can be aware. Mm-hmm. We can have mindfulness. So mindfulness is is a function of consciousness. Mm-hmm. The moment that you or I or any human being, anybody, n- absolutely anybody, no, nobody's excluded here, that they're that they're that they're conscious, and they know that they're conscious, they can apply mindfulness. Okay. So one of the reasons mindfulness is so popular these days is because it's universal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and everybody can apply it, all times, all circumstances, and all situations, and it always brings benefit. Okay. So I guess that's exactly the question is the why. What is the benefit? What are the benefits of mindfulness? Well, I guess, I guess if, if we go back to you know, the reason mindfulness has become so popular mm. these days first, and then we'll talk about the traditional sense. Yeah. Or maybe I'll speak about the traditional sense first. Yeah? Okay. And, um, sure. and, and you know, in, in Buddhism, in meditation, um, mindfulness was... The key transformative practice. This is the okay. the one method that takes you all the way to enlightenment, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, that and it's mindfulness. Of course, you need energetic effort. You need to have concentration. You need to have faith. You need to have wisdom. All of these things need to be be developed in the mind, mm-hmm. uh, and they are developed in the mind quite naturally and systematically through the practice of meditation. But mindfulness is the one thing that that is always. Uh, always active in the mind if you're meditating. Mm-hmm. The moment you're not mindful, there's no meditation. So mindfulness is always there. And uh, mindfulness is something that they, they consider it's always, they, they encourage you to have an attitude that mindfulness is always lacking. 
that it's in that that it's, in other words you can always be more mindful okay yeah? concentration and these other things we need to kind of not too much concentration not too little not too little effort not too much effort but mindfulness it's always we, we can always apply more Okay. So in the traditional sense, it was the benefit was that it would bring you to spiritual liberation. Mm, okay. And is this any type of meditation, or are we talking about one specific type of meditation? Yeah. The, these are there, there's yeah. Generally speaking, I mean, there's lots of meditations, right. but in, in the Buddhist uh, sense, they they divide all types of meditation into two basic categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, mindfulness based meditations is one, and concentration based meditation is the other one. Mm-hmm. Concentration based meditation build um, tranquility in the mind mm-hmm. because you really you're so concentrated, you seclude all the the distractions and the the unpleasant experiences in life, and you're like in a little cocoon of concentration. Okay. It's very peaceful. But in mindfulness-based meditation, you, you stay open to all experiences that come through the sense doors, so, which include pleasant and unpleasant experiences. Mm-hmm. So you actually stay mindful throughout the whole spectrum. And that doesn't develop tranquility, but rather uh, wisdom. Okay. So in concentration meditation, mindfulness is not relevant? It's not relevant. It's not activated. Okay. So we're talking about one specific set yeah. of meditation yeah, practices. Which is mindfulness-based meditation. Yeah. Okay. And most of the meditations in, in, in the world today, I mean, mantras and, and visualizations, these are all more uh, concentration-based. Mm, okay. They use a conceptual object. Yeah. But if you're paying attention to what's actually arising in the present moment, physical sensations, breath, emotions, feelings, uh, thoughts, then it's mindfulness-based. Okay. So what, I mean, if I've heard of different types of meditation, which, which ones fit into this mindfulness-based uh, meditation? The traditional meditation? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Vipassana, which mm-hmm. is the main one out of out of the Buddhist uh, tradition. Yeah. Uh, also, um, in a sense, meditations like like Who Am I and Zen meditation mm, also include okay. mindfulness at the beginning. But we have to be careful there because mindfulness, as I said before, is a dualistic practice. There's always a subject and there's always an object. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're always ta- and and it's the subject to sense of self is what's taking paying attention to the object. Some of the mindfulness based meditations that you that I spoke about before, eventually their 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 goal is to transcend the subject object and to collapse into non duality. Mm-hmm. And mindfulness, you have to have mindfulness to be able to shift into a state where the sense of you and other have disappeared. Okay. Yeah. So, but. In Vipassana meditation, which was the the, uh, the original type of meditation that came out of Buddhism, mm-hmm. many many other wonderful methods evolved out of that, um, always kept the subject and object all the way to the awakening experience, basically. Okay. So basically, from a traditional perspective, the point of mindfulness is enlightenment. Spiritual, let's say spiritual liberation, or if I try to be a little bit more um, uh, practical with my language, um, purification of the mind. Purification mm-hmm. of the mind of all the difficulties and, and struggles that we have. Okay. Um, and so that's obviously a very kind of long-term aim. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> depending on what spectrum you're looking yeah. at. Um, what about stations along the way? You know, if I'm to practice mindfulness meditation for 10 minutes a day, for example, right, are yeah. there benefits oh, totally, on that level? Totally. Well, then then maybe then it's also good if we speak about like what you asked before, what the, the more conventional sense mm, mindfulness yep. is very popular these days, and it's not for spiritual liberation. Right. Some people may have that intention to go there or whatever, but um, the mindfulness that's more in the mainstream today is... Um, uh, first, it's something you can do, uh, as I said before, all times, all places, and in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. Any gender can do it. Any nationality, any rela- you can belong to any, whoever you are. You can you can practice mindfulness, and it's beneficial. And when we when we take it out of the out of the Buddhist language of sati, and just say the the word in plain English, mindfulness, 
then it, suddenly it's also free of old traditional religious mm. dogmas. So it's okay. something that's very accessible for everybody. And uh, mindfulness basically, um, it's 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 the benefits that come first. I suppose well, there's lots of benefits, but I guess the reason it's been embraced by the mainstream is that it, it, it contributes to psychological health. Mm-hmm. It, it contributes to physical health, and it uh, contributes to our emotional well-being. Okay. And certainly also the, the it creates a certain emotional freedom in the way that we interact with others in and in, in the world. Okay. So it makes everything better, basically. Well, it basically <laughs> it does. But, you know, uh, we also have to be careful with that because sometimes, mm. for example, if you have a, a stomach ache, for example, and it's somehow you don't, you don't want to deal with it, but it's like it's kind of there in the background. The moment you stop and you start to become mindful of the, of the bellyache, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll, it'll get strong. It, it right. can get stronger yeah. because you're suddenly paying attention to something that's already there. So now that might not feel better, but it's more beneficial. Hmm. Because okay. you're actually more aware of what's happening, and the process of that whatever process is going through uh, in the in the healing process happens better when we bring our awareness to it. Okay, so it can improve psychological health, physical health, emotional health. What would that mean, kind of on a day to day basis? How would I feel different? How would I experience my life differently How would you through different? this practice? Well, as I said before, sometimes you know uh, it can it can release. Um, unpleasant or, or difficult emotions that are already there we're mm-hmm. not just paying attention to but it's it's better that those things are are what do you say released and processed and and sometimes even uh, a catharsis for us to kind of move through to a greater sense of being okay. and uh, in a sense we all exist inside of um, the sense of who we are the sense of self exists inside of a boundary mm-hmm. and those boundaries are can be called a comfort zone Okay. Yeah. Everything inside of the boundary, I know and I understand. And I can be mindful of all that, and that's mm. great. Anything on the outside of the boundary, it's kind of out there. I don't really know it, either about myself, about my greater potential, or about mm. the world. Um, for me to move out of my boundary, there has to be mindfulness. Okay. Mindfulness is the only basic awareness that, okay, there's, there's boundaries. When two boundaries bump up into each other, it's usually kind of a, an unpleasant or there's a certain tension there. Mm. I, I suppose there could be, it could be, a, you know, when a man and a woman meet each other, that could be a, a, not necessarily an unpleasant tension. Yeah. But those two boundaries are there and there'll be a tension. Yeah. The tension is always a very good sign that, that there's growth is about to happen. There's a possible, mm. there's a potential okay. for growth there. Growth, psychological, physical, emotional, energetic growth only happens when we're present in the present moment with mindfulness. Mindfulness mm. is the activator for any type of growth in the human being. Okay. So that's the, the greatest benefit, that especially if you, wanna, uh, if you want to discover your greater potential, which we all have this amazing potential, mm-hmm. um, unlimited potential. If we really want to discover that, then we have to uh, start to be mindful of where we're at what difficulties we're experiencing in life, bring our awareness to that, and then work through it in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So how do we do it? Um, the best, look, again, it's, just, it's, it's a fundamental uh, function of consciousness. So mm-hmm. in that sense, there's nothing to do. But like you say, this how do we do it is such a relevant question because you know most of us are stuck in, 
in in a state of unmindfulness. Mm-hmm. So we need something that's maybe not natural, but some type of method or technique to help us move back into this natural state. And uh, meditation is fantastic for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be sitting down and meditating for 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. It can be going on retreat for a weekend or for 10 days or for more in some cases. Mm-hmm. Or it can be mean just it could mean just stopping throughout the day and giving yourself one minute of, of, of feeling the body. Mm-hmm. of feeling the breath, being with the breath, count the 10, feel the emotions, feel the strain and stress that you may be experiencing in a, you know, in a busy work day or uh, going into nature, going to the beach, you know, just kind of sitting with your child, you know, mm-hmm. giving full attention to, you know, our kids. And you know, what happens when we give attention to our kids? They're suddenly, they're there, they show up and right. suddenly we start to discover, wow, they're growing, you know, both you and I have uh, toddlers mm-hmm. and they're growing moment by moment, minute by minute sometimes. Right. When we stop and we're with them, they're like little flowers that just start. When we give full attention to them, they just start to develop and grow in in beautiful ways naturally. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything, but it's the same thing with us. You know, if we if so, we need some method to help us kind of stabilize the ability to be present in the present moment without going to the past or running to the future. Mm-hmm. And you know, the how to do it can be something like uh, uh, mindfulness of the breath mindfulness of physical sensations in the body Mm -hmm. mindfulness of pleasant feelings and unpleasant feelings mindfulness of of certain mental states you know and 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 uh, mindfulness even of pure consciousness itself Mm -hmm. but that that that's when things start to become really really refined right but it is possible introduction to mindfulness journalist alana goldberg speaks with miles kessler an American teacher of meditation, Aikido, and integral practice.